All right. If you've um, brought a Bible, uh, you're, we're going to be in, in Psalms. It's sort of right in the smack dab middle, so that's the, the best way to find it. Open it up in the middle. And I've got some up here. If you don't have one, um, raise your hand if you need one over here. Here you go. Yeah. And there's two more up there. If you need them, get them, please. Uh, what are we supposed to be talking about tonight? L- love, love and purity, right? Y'all are pretty pumped about this, right? I am so excited about this. I cannot wait. Just just how red your faces are going to turn tonight. I'm, I'm kidding. Now, let me tell you this, and I'm going to start us off with, 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 with this, this phrase right here, which I believe is true, especially at your age. Uh, and let me grab my notes. Guys, I need to speak to guys for a second. You guys to look up here. At your age, I need to warn you of something. Girls are of the devil. Okay, you, do you hear me, guys? Girl, they're, they doll themselves up. The devil. Got it? Okay. <clears throat> Girls, guys, you can look away for a second. Girls, guys are worse. Okay, guys are, are worse. Okay? So at your age, trouble. You don't want tr- trouble, stay away. All right, let's pray. We're done. No, I'm kidding. So, so that, but I say that as a joke, but I mean that in a lot of ways as truth. Look out because it will bite you more often, 99% of the time, more than it will help you. You think, oh, this is going to help me. It's a false self-esteem. We're going to talk about a lot of things tonight, but we're going to lay a foundation for tonight. So are you ready? Are you pumped about this? You're like, oh, great. He's going to slam us and just, rah. You're right. I can't wait. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So this is the first night on dating and love. Everybody say love. See, you know, there's love, but then there's love. You don't say, yo, hey, hey, baby, I, I, I love. I mean, yeah, it's just, okay. So that's what we're, where we're going to be tonight, okay? And we're going to talk about tonight the juicy topic of self-esteem. Okay, so you go, okay, that's not so juicy. Okay, wait a second. That's a, But I want you to understand, we've got to lay a foundation here. Before we talk about dating and purity and all that stuff, I want to start first things first. Because if we do not start here, everything else I teach for the next month will be a waste of time. You will not get it. It may be, oh, that was a nice thing to hear. I'll try to do that. But it will not change or transform your life. And my greatest hope is that what we teach in here will change your life, will transform your life. Okay, self-esteem has a lot of power over you. Do you agree? How you feel about yourself when you wake up, okay, it's going to affect your mood for the day a lot of times. And your mood could be going like this. Have you ever had your mood or seen somebody, not you, of course, because y'all don't ever do this, but had somebody at school or a friend that their mood was up and then it was down? It was up, and if you have a Facebook account, you see this at 96% of your friends. Best day ever, worst day ever. Best, and it's been like two and a half minutes, you know, and you're going, okay, they're, they're, they're doing drugs. They're hallucinating. What's going on? I need to intervene. So it affects our mood. It affects our self-esteem, affects our relationship with our parents. I know y'all have perfect relationships with parents. I know that when you go home, I'm sure that you act the same way as you do as when you talk to me and you act here at church, right? I'm sure we do that. We need to work on that, folks. Now, let's keep going. But it does affect us. It, it, self-esteem affects what I eat or drink. Man, when my self-esteem is low, 
shovel that stuff in, you know what I'm talking about? I just need some help to get through the day. You know, I just need it. When I even came to to this this um this new position here at the church, I've been here for a year and a half or more now, and um I had sort of weaned myself off Cokes a lot. And all of a sudden, the stress of just the, the new place and my self-esteem was low. I just, I, on the way into work, I had to get a Coke just to make yourself feel a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? We, we tend to do that. It affects what we eat or drink. It affects what we do or we don't do. Just choices that we make. Self-esteem. If it's low, a lot of times we're going to get a case of the dumbs. No offense, but teenagers, you're notorious for this, getting a case of the dumbs. You, uh, why'd you do it? I don't know. You know, I don't know. Adults, we still get a case of dumps. Maybe not as much, but we still get them. So it, it affects us. It affects who we date or if we date. Okay, a lot of times self-esteem will affect you. If it's low, you'll date anybody. Just give me a chance and just be nice to me and so I can have... It'll make me feel better about myself. Okay, it'll also... Um, affect how far or what we do on that day or with them it affects the 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 moral boundaries that we make self-esteem low you're going to crash so that's why we're starting tonight with self-esteem now i want to say this i believe some people would disagree and it's not a big deal but some i believe there's a difference between self-esteem and self-worth Okay, they almost mean the same thing. Self-esteem, how you feel about yourself, self-worth, sort of what, how much you feel that you're worth. But self-esteem is a feeling. It's a moment. It can change like that. Self-worth. There's certain things in our life that we that sort of build our self-worth, and out of our self-worth, self-esteem comes and affects our lives. The higher our self-worth is, what we we, we put our our strength in, the higher it is, the higher our self-esteem will be. Now. That's sort of confusing, but let me explain this. This is what we, we put our self-worth in, okay? The way we look. Would you agree we put our self-worth? The world will even put a rating on you on the way that you look, what you are worth, right? It's true. They do it. The world does it for sure. What else? Talent, skills, sports, athletics, or whatnot. That builds our self-worth. We base our worth out of that. Now that comes self-esteem. More things are great if we're really smart. Um, uh, I wasn't really smart in high school, uh, but I, I did okay, right, sweetheart? Um, not like my wife, who was amazing. <clears throat> but we, we put our strength, you know, that's our, 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 our self-worth. Now, some more things are friendships. What, who, what friends we have affects our self-worth. We base our self-worth, self-esteem out of that. But also nowadays, Facebook affects our, we, our self-worth is placed in this thing called Facebook, which isn't even a real place. Just to let you know, it's just floating out there. It's not real. We put it, and if we haven't had 22 notifications for the day, nobody loves me. We're crushed. Our, we're shot because we're putting, our self-worth is based on that. The last thing we do is, is on who, who we date. Self-worth, we, that, who we date, and if they do not date me now, I am going to be crushed. And I can say that from experience. I can remember being 16 or 17 and this girl crushed me. And you are saying to yourself right now, how could a girl turn that guy down? No way. Was she blind? You know, deaf? What's going on? You know, and I got crushed. And I understand the weight. But, you know, my self-worth was not in the things it was supposed to be. It was in the dating relationship. And even as we begin to talk about dating, I want us to start here. And let me share this. I'll share this probably each week. 
I think the less you date, the better. Okay? I also think you are so called to honor your father and, and mother. That's not a suggestion. That's a, that's a com- command. And when they tell you, I don't want you to date till this age, personally, if you believe the word of God and you're trying to walk in the truth, you don't have a choice. You follow what your parents say. Now, some parents, I know some parents in this room have told me, my kid can't date till they're 18. Some of you are going, ah, are you kidding me? No life. What are you going to And some are say 13 or 14. I think it's better to date late, late, later. And let me just add this, and don't hurt feelings over this. But if you're in middle school, the dumbest things I hear about middle school relationships Okay. Uh, oh, so and so is doing. And and wait, some of you don't like agree with that because on Facebook, when y'all see it, you go, "Oh, this is the cutest thing ever." It's like the high schoolers are going, "Oh, that's so cute. Y'all are dating. It's stupid. Tell them it's stupid." Okay, they're too young. Quit that. I'll call you out on it. All right. Okay, so let's get into the word. Okay, self-esteem. First point is this. I don't even know if this is a word. My wife will let me know if it's not. God created you purposely. Is that a word? Okay, good. Okay, God created you purposely. I want you to turn to Psalms chapter 139. Because we're talking about self-esteem, but above that we're going to talk about self-worth. What are you placing your self-worth in? Because I named off a lot of things on that list, and I left God off the list. Because the truth is this, we've got to start placing our self-worth in Him, because He is the only thing that matters. Everything else will waste away. He will not. And I want you to know what he thinks about you tonight. Okay, Psalm chapter 139, starting in verse 13. And the first point is that God created you purposely. Now look at this. Because if you read this, you learn this, you understand it, and believe it to be true, it should change your life. The Facebook, the friends, those things should not have as much influence influence on you as our creator God does. Now look at this. Psalm chapter 139 verse 13. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. Intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. The days that were formed for me. When as yet there were none of them. Verses. Don't miss this. Clear as day. Do you understand that God formed you when you were in the womb, when you were in the dark, unseen places, God formed you. That you were made. And I want you to understand this point because it, I was 20 before I learned it. See, I'd grown up in, a, in a, a different faith. I was grown in the Catholic faith. And we didn't go to church much when I was a kid. And if y'all don't know it, don't freak out, but I stutter. Okay, I know I'm just revealing myself to you. Now, I believed growing up as a teenager that God was real, but that God had made me and um, had just sort of messed up because he had to mess up because I talked sort of like a freak. Wait, that wasn't the joke part. We'll save that, okay? So, 
I really thought that. And, you know, I thought God was real, but he, he may have cared a bit, but he made me and messed up and sent me off. Um, and I want to tell you something. When, when we read the word right here, it says that God formed us. You, the way that you are, do not miss this because there are things about each of us. We all have a mind's just like right in front of you. I can't hide it. But we all have things we go, oh, I just hate this about myself. Do you understand that God formed you and made you that way? He, and don't get mad at God now all of a sudden. But he, he chose to. Why? Because when he did that, he could use you more for his honor and glory. He created us. And keep on going. Look at this. It says in verse 16. Just go back to that. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. The days that were formed for me. When as yet there were none of them. Do you, do you know that your days have been even formed by God? And that, you, and, and that if your days have been made, made for you. Then you are set aside for a purpose. You have a, re, a reason for being. So many People in the world go, man, why, why, what's the point? Why am I even here? God made you with a purpose. Don't miss that. Your self-worth doesn't go into stuff of the world. It goes into God who created you purposely. I like that word. It doesn't sound like a word, but I like it. All right, let's keep going. He didn't just do that, but he thinks about you. He created you pur- pur- purposely, but he, cr- he thinks about you constantly. Okay, constantly. Read the next v- verses here, verse 17, how precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake, I am still with you. I need a couple of people to help me out here for an exercise. Who is very smart? I mean, like, I know my wife is. Go ahead and stand up, wife. Bishop, I do want you to, to stand up. Let's go with, um, man, I'm going to, let's see, stand up. Let's see, let's go with, uh. Dalton, I'm going to go with you. You're not a part of the band. And uh, let's go. With, i got to go with the girl here. Let's go with uh, uh, Sydney, whatever your name is. Okay, good. All right. We're going to put a slide on the screen here. And th- don't put it up yet. You're doing a great job. Now, I want to ask you this question. Because he talks about in that verse that, and look at this, how precious me are your thoughts. Are God. These are God's thoughts. How vast is the sum of God's thoughts. If I would... Uh, God's thoughts of, of me and you. If I were to count them, they are more than the sand. Okay, than the grains of sand. God's thoughts of us are more than the grains of sand. I want to know how many grains of sand are in a teaspoon, not a tablespoon, because that could throw you off. And this is the this is you can't. I didn't like take a piece of a grain of sand and take like fourteen days to do this. Okay, so I've got a slide here and it's got some um, of the. Answers up there so you can pick one. Okay, how many grains of sand are in a teaspoon? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight numbers up there. I want you to, ch- to choose one right now and say it out loud. 2,723. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay, so we've got, I lost my shoe. Um, all right, so let's hit the next slide, which is a blank slide, but then go to the, 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 the next slide. All right, right there. Who said 2,723? Okay, y'all are still up. The other two are down. Okay, wait, Dalton and Michelle are still up, going for a tie here, I guess. It's not really, comp- com- if you would like to change right now, you can. The choice is yours. Would you like to change? No, you like to say the same. Would you like to change? Negative. Negative. Okay. 
Well, let's go to the next two slides there, and it's going to show us that you're both wrong. What's 1,723 grains of sand are in a teaspoon. Now, everybody take your hands and go like this. First, take your right hand, put it up. Left hand on your Bible. Okay. We're not doing a vow or nothing. I'm just doing it this way because it's what we do in court. I will do what he tells me to do. Okay, give me all your money. No, I'm kidding. Okay, now, take your hands and go like this. My challenge for you is this. I want you, next time you're at the beach, who, who goes to the beach? Everybody should go like, or near it. All right, everybody go like this and act like you scoop up sand. Okay, and look at that. How much, how many grains of sand do you think are in your handful right there? 20,000. Okay. And I want you, next time you look, go to the beach and look at this, because don't forget, this represents how many times God thinks about you times infinity, because we're talking about all the sand and we're just taking a scoop of it. Look at how many grains of sand it is. Go ahead and hit that next slide there. 7,692,307 grains of sand are in a handful. Now let's read this verse again, because I don't want you to miss it. Look. It says, how precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. That should make you feel good. That God thinks of you constantly. Now, that's a good thing. Man, that makes me feel really good inside. But I want you to know that that's a bit scary to me. Because that he thinks of me constantly. Constantly, it also means that when I'm doing the things I should not be doing, he's thinking about me then too. And you go, ooh, ouch. Not that any of y'all do that. I'm just saying. You can tell your friends. All right. So God think, God created you purposely. God thinks about you constantly. Now turn to the book of Matthew. It's the first book of the New Testament. We're going to jump away from here because there, there's two, two more points I'm wanting you to see about who God is. Matthew chapter 6. <clears throat> he doesn't only, has only created you purposely. He doesn't only think of you constantly. But God also provides for you da- daily. Okay? Provides for you daily. Look at this. It says, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you, what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clo- clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They, they neither sow nor reap nor get, gather in, into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Do you understand how God provides for you all the time? And you go, well, he doesn't give me everything that I want. That's because it would send you to hell, because it would keep you away from him, because that's all you would care about and think about. That's why he doesn't give us what we want. But he gives us what we need, and and he blesses us in so many ways. And the fact that you've got a home, food, drink. Well, it's not all the food that I want. Well, you don't need it. He provides for us. Shouldn't we put our self-worth in the one who creates us with a purpose, who thinks of us always, who provides for us daily. That's where our self-worth needs to be in. You know, in truth, the whole phrase is, do you understand that God's 
God has your back. He's taking care of you. I was in, um, in college going to Palm Beach Atlantic College when I was 21, um, about to go up to school there, didn't know a soul. And um, there was an uncle of mine that I had that came to my mom and dad and said, we want to, uh, he said, and he was not married, did not have kids. He said, I want to pay for your son's schooling. I want to pay for all of his, his, his college. And my mom and dad said, no. They said that he, he needs to earn that himself. Oh, that, would, that, that, that hurts, right? No, you don't even understand. It's okay. It hurt me a little bit. But I appreciated school. But when I was in school for about a year, I, I, I came home. Loans were tight trying to make things work. And there was a friend of mine, his dad, he, was a, he, he owned about three of the loops down in um, South, South Jack, 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 Jacksonville. He, he took me out to eat and said, I know what you're doing. I know why you're in school, that God has call, called you to work with youth. And he said, and I just don't want you to ever stop going to school until you're done. And if you run out of money or if it gets tight, call me and I'll take care of it. Now, this is just a friend uh, a friend's dad that met with me and he offered that to me. And I, I want you to understand what that meant to me. I never had to, co- to call him, but to know that it was there. The cushion was there. And I want you to understand that God provides for you daily. He's got your back. He's taking care of you. Now, are you still with me? Sort of. Okay. Turn to the book of Isaiah. Because there's one more thing I want us to see tonight about and who God is and, and, and how he loves us and think, thinks of us. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 14. The first point was that um, God created you purposely. He thinks about you constantly. He provides for you daily. And the last point is God remembers you always. Okay? When we leave a place, um, Lauren Valentine. Tino, uh, she's gone to Atlanta. Her, her folks moved, and her big fear is, y'all are going to forget all about me. Don't forget about me. And we're like, we'll, we'll still keep in touch. We'll, we'll do that. We've got Skype now and all that junk. And, um, and that's our fear, I think, when we move off, that folks will forget about us. And those relationships we have will be gone. I want you to see this scripture here. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 14. But Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. My Lord has forgotten me. Verse 15, can a woman forget her nursing child that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? Just a small note here, just to to let y'all know, um, y'all aren't ever allowed to hurt my kids, even by accident, or my wife will kill you. She has fangs that come out, and she just gets mean. I mean, she, she's like, I'm like, sweetie, you can't slap that kid. He's like, four. I don't care. Ah! No, moms do that ah! over their kids that they care about. They will protect. They will fight. They will take you out. Watch out. You think a bear's mean? I, my wife will take it out. So, I want you to know this. Can a woman, for, he's saying, can a woman forget her nursing child that she should have no compassion on the son of her, her womb? Even the, God said, even these may forget. He says, yet I will not forget you. You know the love of mom, and you go, well, that can't happen there. That is extreme. God says, even when they forget, 
I will not forget you. Look at the next verse because it's amazing. Verse 16. Behold, I've engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Do you know that God has carved you into the palm of his hands and will never forget you? If that's not a picture of Jesus on the cross dying for us because he loves you that much, I don't know what is. God remembers you always. Don't miss that. Now, let me ask you this. How are you taking the compliments tonight? Because you may not know it or not, but everything I've said is a compliment. God created you purposely. He's got a plan. God thinks about you constantly. He provides for you daily. He remembers you always. These are things that ought to make us feel good. And if you're like, I'm not trying to pick on my wife, but I am. I'll tell my wife, man, sweetheart, you look great tonight. And she'll go, hmm, yeah, yeah. I feel bloat, um, You know, she'll, she'll say, whatever, you know, bloat, bloated was the word. And, um, and, and you're just like, I'm just trying to, to tell you what I think. I'm right, you're wrong. You know, and you try, and a lot of times we can't take it. Girls, especially, you cannot take a compliment. And I want you to understand, look at, at, at the screen there. And understand what God thinks about you. Guys, because we go, guys go, we don't, I don't have a self-esteem problem. Oh, you do. You just hide it and you act like you're all tough. And the way you hide it is you act dumb and do stupid stuff. It's true. When I see a guy that does st- 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 stupid stuff, dumb stuff, it's because his self-esteem is so low, he's going to do it because he's trying to fit in. Ooh, calling some folks out tonight. So take the compliment Tonight. And let me end tonight with this. Your worth is not found in the girl that you date or the guy that you date. Okay? Your worth is found in God. If we don't start there, if you don't believe that and we start there, everything else we do for the month is a waste of time. Because we're going to talk about who to date things about dating and being pure. We're going to talk about all that. But if you miss this foundational point, you just aren't going to get it. And I so want you to get it. And I'm not asking for you to be perfect, but I'm asking you to seek God, trust God, and believe him when his word says, man, I love you. I have a plan for you. Let the Facebook, the friends, the dating, our athletic skills, our smarts, Let all that stuff be there. That's okay. But let God be the standard on what you put your self-worth on. And when God looks at you, he goes, man, you are mine. You are mine. Don't miss that. question is, why do you date? Because a lot of people are dating for the wrong reason. It's to boost themselves up, to feel better about themselves. And can I ask you to give God a chance on this? Go, you know what? Man, let me start to put my worth in God and who he is. Last thing I want to ask is, what do you need to change in your life? Because I think we've looked at the word of God tonight, and it calls us to be more like him. Whether you've got to go, you know what? I need to start to take the compliment that God gives me and believe it. I may need to 
um, know that dating relationship I was wanting, I don't really need to be in that at all. I'm not in it right now, and they don't know me, but I'm just going to stay away from it. Or you're in one that you need to be out of. All heads bowed, eyes closed. Dear God, we thank you so much for tonight. The chance to um, look at your word, Lord, I thank you so much that you, you have such a plan for our lives. That you created us with a purpose. That you think about us constantly. That you provide for us daily. That you remember us always. And God, help that be the standard upon which we put our trust, our hope, and our life. Help us not be caught up in the things of the world. But help us to be caught up in you. I ask for strength for every student that's here. I ask that you bless them and help them to walk with you. And to trust you. To seek you. Every day. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen.